Hello and welcome to the Retroscripts Fireside Stories Human Libraries. I'm Kimberly and today I'm enjoying a ginger and green tea. It's delicious. And my guest today is Christina. Christina, I'm not even going to try your last name. You can tell us in a second how to pronounce it because I will mess it up. Christina enjoys hot apple cider and any herbal tea. Me too. Hot apple cider is actually my favorite drink. And she can't pick a favorite quote because there's so many by Maya Angelou that resonate with her. Again, I totally agree with that. She was and is an amazing woman. So you'll have to tell us a quote that kind of pops into your head a little bit later. But I know that you said this week you're sitting with being is the true nature of everything in your meditations. And I think that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So Christina will be chatting with us today about how deep healing can happen from the inside out. She grew up, uh, as she grew up, her body awareness through somatic training and learned how to unwind her trapped fight, flight, or freeze in her own body. As a child, she didn't feel that people around her loved her or were able to connect to her very well, and because she became ill because of this. Her message for everyone is that we have the ability to heal our own bodies and minds in order to live life to our fullest. Before we dive into more of your story, Christina, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is you love to do? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me today. Um, and a little bit about me. I am a mother of two girls and they're five and seven right now. Um, and I am a health professional. I work in the health field, but I also have um, felt pulled and drawn to reach towards root cause for people to really seek what is going to support them in healing and transformation. And so that really brought me into somatic work. So I'm a somatic experiencing practitioner and I built this um, business called Bodywise Insights where it teaches people how to listen to their own body cues so their own fight flight and freeze internally as well as their own rest and digest response so I really am extremely passionate about the nervous system and how we can support the healing of our nervous systems really because of the struggles that I went through early on and it kind of spurred me on into this discovery because I wanted to help myself first. And then as I saw the benefits of that, I really wanted to bring that to patients, to, um, to the people that I served. And then now to anyone that really wants this support for themselves. And so many people are struggling, but they also have a lot of resources inside. They have real motivation towards healing from the inside out. I can see that in people, especially now in the last year. And so you really, I just want to be able to show people that they have that ability. The body has this innate, truly deep ability to heal. And so that's my purpose is to help support people to learn how to do that. That's what I feel like my purpose is. I love that. I think that's so smart. I think that's so true. I'm a big believer in that and because of my life story. I kind of tumbled on to being able to heal yourself and stuff. So I'm excited to hear more about what you actually do and tell us more about it. So why don't we start for those who don't know, what is somatic healing? Yeah. So um, I in particular have studied somatic experiencing. So this is uh, Peter Levine created this and studied this over 40, 40 years, uh, probably even more now. And um, it really is about 
building the awareness within your body of sensations because your body has this story that's trapped inside of it from your history, from the things you experienced in the past. And so maybe they exist in your mind to some degree as memories, but your body actually has a different story. It has the story of what was not properly processed in terms of a fight, flight, or freeze reaction to something. Something that happened perhaps too quickly, too many layers to it, especially in early childhood when there's this developmental stage going on. Um, there's a lot of compromising that we have to do when we're little because we wanna stay safe with our family and belong. And then we need to compromise ourselves to do that oftentimes. So that can come up in the body as this conflict. I want to do this, but I feel like I should do this. And so we have to negotiate these conflicts as we grow up in present day. When we're adults, we, by tuning into the body, we can actually begin to see what is truly woven in there and stuck and then bring it to conscious awareness so that it's not that anymore. So that you can actually come into the world as more of your full self versus your compromised self. So somatic work is all about building awareness of the body so that you can work with the material that's there in your conscious awareness with your mind, with your emotions, with your behaviors. And once you start changing all of that, once you start the changing the internal wiring and you wire in new, um, new things, right? New relationships within yourself, you actually start to act differently. You behave differently. You engage differently in your world. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in others that I've supported. And when you start to feel that, you get really motivated to keep doing the work. Keep doing the work of tuning in and processing little pieces that are stuck there. That's interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, and also, see, I say stuck there, but like the body has this way of, it did the very best that it could, right? And it has this way of layering in all your issues, <laughs> layering in all of these things that were the best that it could do at the time. And so when you are an adult and faced with something, you have to take it where you're at right now. And if the issue is you have a lot of guilt coming up, you sit with that guilt and you feel your body's response to that guilt. If you have um, anger coming up, then you feel that anger and you sit with that and you, and you kind of sort through that. So the body I think is also extremely wise in the way that it has layered things in and we can only take things in little by little by little. And that's the way, that's the brilliance of the body as well, so. It's total sense. Mm -hmm. Just things I've heard people say before, I'm learning who I am, I'm figuring it out. I remember as a kid hearing adults say it and being like, why do you not know who you are? Like, but now you've explained it in this way. It's almost like you grow out of your child and you get to become who you want to be and who you are with your own freedom to do it. So I think that's super interesting. Yes. And you're learning, you're constantly evolving who you really are, because sometimes we're so linked to what happened in the past that that's who we think we are. I always thought I was someone that just needed, and I still do to an extent, need time to myself and quiet and my own space. I still will say that a lot. 
And then I'll stop and I'll say, wait a second, is that truly me? So you're kind of questioning all the time what you think you are and you're reassessing how, and it changes. It's always, we are always changing. So it's a beautiful way to sort of assess um, who, ought, who am I and who am I now and who am I now? And we're always evolving. I'm a journaler, so I read my old journals, and I think it's amazing to see who you were at different parts of your life, right? And I always say, I'm not going to be the same person a month from now. I might even not be the same person a week from now. So you're always changing, like you said. I think that's so interesting. Yes, and as long as you stay connected to, um, that's another thing that uh, that BodyWise Insights, but like somatic work really helps you with, is it helps you to anchor in physically these parts that feel most like you and and to me that means like connection with something greater whether it's universe oneness that energy that exists in all things if I can feel that in my own body I can bring that in I can actually integrate that in the body further and further and then bring it into this world so when it's in my body I can actually tune in right now and I can feel it in my soles of my feet. I can feel it through the backs of my shoulders and through the backs of my arms. As I do that, it creates connection to my most authentic self. And then it allows me to bring that forward in this communication more and more readily, right? I just think that's, if we can all do that, I feel like we can change the world. We could really change our behaviors, we could change relationships and and take take our time in doing it. It's amazing the insight you gain from that as well and understanding who you are and why you're doing certain things. Um, I'm obsessed, and this is weird, but I'm obsessed with like Criminal Minds and those kinds of shows. And the yeah. thing that always hits me is the bad guy or the criminal or whatever. You see mm -hmm. the history and their childhood. And I'm just like, oh my God, like no wonder. But in my head, if they had had the opportunity, like you're saying, to work through what they went through and like kind of touch back in with themselves, who am I now? It would just change things. I know yeah. not everybody, but I feel like it could change things. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like if there was a level of presence kept for that little, that being that was so, um, you know, damaged in some way, right? And, and then just support them instead and hold them to build awareness up, you know, however far gone they are or appear to be. I think if you inject love into that and presence into that, a lot can change just with the intensity and level of presence that you can provide to somebody. Um, I mean, not saying that you can reverse, you know, who knows, right? But, but I, I think that there's still hope. I think that we can, as long as the person wants to look, that's really all it takes that's so and that there's somebody there to support them yeah and I'm a big believer in it because for me personally I grew up with pain I grew up with abuse and there was a lot of things going on mm -hmm. I always talk about the path I could have gone this way or I could have gone this way and I guess there's more but I could have succumbed to what had happened to me and become this person that I was supposed to be yes. but I kind of fell into the um deep diving and looking within totally by accident, very mm -hmm. spiritual. I believe in trees and fairies and all that crazy stuff. 
but it was like while walking through the forest, I was forced to look within and look at what's happening with me because it's like a reflection of looking at the trees and looking at the different parts of nature, right? Mm-hmm. So I did walking through, I almost like, I don't know, it's like it hit me and I just started to journal and look within and try to figure things out. Who am I really? Am I really this person that wants to cause pain and hurt because it was done to her or do I want to help? And that kind of helps pick your path, right? No wonder you're into the criminology stuff, right? Because you had, you had a moment of decision and you chose to look inward instead of thinking it's all outside of you. Exactly. Ooh, that's beautiful. It's almost like a world inside of each person. And I know people, I go off on these tangents sometimes and it seems weird, but we all have our own individual worlds going on inside, not even just the organs and all that crazy, magical, amazing stuff happening, but it's like a world inside your head too. And yeah. our own way we perceive things happening in the way it's just so it's interesting. Oh, I know. Well, then what, what, you know, given this exact same event, what one person would perceive and another and another and another would be completely different. It'd be, you know, on a scale or grade of ex- extremely different, really, from one perspective to another. I, I think about my early childhood, and it's funny because you said in the beginning, it's not that they didn't love me or show show love. Like they they loved me. They just didn't they didn't know how to connect in the way that my system really needed. They did the the best that they could with what they grew up in and what they suffered through. And it was, it was their unconscious showing to me, you know, of their suffering, but yet they would say, we want a really good life for you, right? Their messaging was, we want a good life for you, but then they would suffer. So I couldn't see the expression of what an enjoyable or good life looked like, right? And so I couldn't learn that. And so I I felt myself when I was young, I made this connection recently where I feel like I I have to suffer because I'm honoring their suffering. So my family came from a communist country originally, came to Canada, and it was, to say the least, extremely challenging to come here. They didn't know the language. To, but not to mention leaving your homeland, the land that you love and wanting to stay, but not being able to, not feeling like you could survive in a place like that. And so my grandfather um, stood up for himself, stood up to, for him, to the communist regime and then had to leave because of it. Talk about complete rejection, right? Of, of who you are and what you can bring to a culture, to a civilization. And so then he was rejected, had to leave because they would have killed him. And he came here, separated from his family for nine years. So, and then I grew up with this messaging, like we want a better life for you on one hand, but all I see is suffering in them. And I wanted to alleviate their suffering and help them to get through it. But he never could, not as a child. I could, because I could listen. I could give them hugs and kisses but I couldn't take it all away for them. And so I felt now growing up, I felt like if I suffer, I'm honoring them. And I recognized recently that 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 was a belief I held, that my suffering somehow honors them. And I still even saying it now, there's a piece of me that believes that, 
there's a piece of me that says when I suffer, I'm honoring the suffer of my suffering of my grandparents and my parents. And then there's this other part of me, you know, on this side. So again, this is where that somatic work helps because you can kind of delineate the parts and pieces of you. It's not all of who am who I am. It's this part. And this part is where I'm holding on to it. And this part is where I'm working on seeing that that's not helpful for me in my life right now because it's holding me back and experiencing the joys all around me. The joys in my children's faces, the joys in the tree outside that I'm looking at. And so if I tune into that, if I see that tree and I feel that, I can feel this side of me really vibrating and coming up. And so it's this teetering and tottering back and forth that actually produces healing within my own body because you're honoring all parts of you i'm not neglecting one right that's part of of our pain is when we neglect all these different parts of ourselves and then enact it externally right we act it out externally instead move inwards feel the different parts of you and then you choose which one do i want to be do i want to honor the harming of others or do i want to honor Ooh, moving inwards, talking about the nature that I see around me, journaling my thoughts and feelings and, um, and feel which one really serves me. It's almost like conversations you're having with yourself, conversations exactly. with parts of yourself and the different parts of your body. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I think that, I think that that can evolve from the somatic work is conversations with different parts of yourself. And, and we have even those different parts of, we have the sensations parts of our body. And then we have the thoughts that go on in our minds. We have emotions and we have um, even body movements. This is a cool one that people don't think about a lot. There's um, the body even stores, uh, if we have been stopped from, from making a movement towards something, so say we were reaching for a toy and it was taken away from us from another little kid that really wanted that toy, right? And we have within our systems, something stuck around when we reach out, we feel like it will be pulled away, right? We won't get it. And if we can feel into our bodies, we can sense that, ooh, oh my God, I remember that moment or I feel that moment as if somebody just took something away from me, That's so right? And, and so then you can process that piece um, and you can process it through thoughts, through emotions, through sensations, and through body movements. Like you can reenact that and reach for the piece and actually grab it, you know, and you allow yourself to have a different experience, um, than you did in that moment. And that can create a new cascade of neural patterning within the physiology. Fascinating. We're so complex. I think we think we're just here and whatever, but there's so much that goes into us. There's layers, right? Yes. And we need to just take that time to feel into those different layers and slowly pull them apart. And then notice what happens in your life after you do that. Mm -hmm. Right. As you as so to your li listeners, as you hear this conversation, as I speak about all of this, notice what triggers for you notice how that feels inside and then after this conversation notice how you engage in the world in a different way and that's what you've been able to heal even in hearing this conversation that's magical I mean, yeah. yeah I love that love it 
And I don't know if this is something that you've ever heard of, probably. Uh, I was listening to a meditation the other day and the speaker had us travel down, like she was kind of describing something to us. And you were supposed to close your eyes and just picture it and let your mind go. So for me, she described um, going down this set of stairs that were really old and there's lights along the way. And as you're going, you're supposed to feel it. And I'm sure for everybody, something different came up, but I pictured like a cold cellar, like going down mm -hmm. these stairs. And as you went into a room, you saw your younger self. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not really one that cries very often or anything like that, but seeing the version of my younger self that I found, it surprised me and shocked me because I, that's not what I thought I would find the kind of broken, long haired, matted girl. And so she instructs you to like sit and have a picnic and have tea. Well, for me, it was tea that just kind of popped up and you talk and then you have the choice to bring her out with you and then talk with her and visit her. And that idea sounds something similar to what you are talking about as well. But that idea smacked me so hard. And I actually sit during meditations now and revisit with little Kim, I call her. Mm -hmm. Just try to understand and like comfort. And I've noticed a huge shift in my waking life, my normal life. And I, I almost feel like it's because I'm going back and almost releasing what I've been holding on to. And yeah. the broken version of myself, the child needed that comfort and needed that almost that permission to go out and do whatever she wants to do, right? Wow. And it, so it sounds to me like you got to go to this place that's deeper than conscious awareness, right? Consciously, you have your view of your younger self. And then unconsciously, there's this depth there that you got to feel into. And then it kind of, like you said, was sort of shocking, right? It was a revelation because you had to then contend with that level and depth of, of hurt, of pain. Um, and so that can be shocking for people and it can show up in meditations like that, or it can show up um, when any sort of event happens in the present moment. It, so say it's like an injury or a loss or, you know, a, a little accident or, um, you know, someone insults you right? It can be whatever this for you was that meditation, but anything can be a trigger to really bring up a deep unconscious pain that still lies there dormant to our awareness until it doesn't anymore. And then that's where people have to, like, okay, holy, like now I have to look at this. Ah, and if they don't have the tools, they feel like they're drowning, right? They feel like they can't tread that, that water. And so that's where the somatic tools can help because at least you have something to grab hold of because you have built within yourself this ability to journal, this ability to look inward. If you've done that, then you have something to lean on. Right. As, as something like this happens, then you can pull her out and you can have conversations and you can unravel it all. Right. And so this is sort of another tool where people can um, lean on it in times where another thing occurs. And here it is. And how do I sort through this? Hmm. Yeah. I feel like everyone would benefit if they did this kind of work on themselves, because I just picture especially today what's going on around the world like worldwide there's so much conflict and yeah. 
I've always kind of thought a lot of the conflict comes from within the person of power, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like an external, like now look at all the stuff that's happening. Um, so if we all just took the time to kind of work through our, I'm going to call them issues just for argument's sake and work through that kind of stuff, it wouldn't be that, that need for conflict wouldn't be there, I don't think. Right. That's interesting that we talk about that. I just think about, um, you know, power dynamics. People might feel like they don't have any power, right? And then that's an, and then that's an internal experience as well as an external one. And then as you feel it internally, you're validating it externally, right? Because that's all you see, all the restrictions and all of the, you know, weighing down. And then if you were, so that's going to be part of you. That's, that's a part, an aspect of you, if you're experiencing it. And then if you tune in, so then you look for pieces and parts of yourself where you've really felt empowered, where you felt a sense of power, where, you know, I've had people really feel into when they're in a good yoga pose, like warrior pose, right? Um, and they can sense their power or their feet on the ground, right? And they feel into their power, the earth and the power that it gives them. And as you feel into your power, then you get to, again, as you embody it, you go back out into the world and you see how your perception changes. You see how you view the world when you are in touch with your own power, because we all do have power it's just really hard to access it right now mm -hmm. i yeah. completely agree with that completely agree so mm -hmm. are you a believer and i know some people think some people do truly believe that they can work through this and work through the somatic healing and there's an ending or do you think that people mm -hmm. like long journey you just have to continue doing it yeah and there's it's not like there's no reward right like you're rewarded all of the time like there's there's lots of lovely dopamine rushes, you know, as you go through it, because people think, well, if I'm not done, it's going to be forever. Why even start? Right. There are those moments where you're like, why did I open this can of worms? Because I have to deal with all of these worms. But um, the cool part is, is as you feel into like your power, your sense of power, as you feel into um, letting go of honoring the suffering for your grandparents, like I am continually working through then what you're gaining is greater connection to self and then greater connection to those that really resonate with you, which is really nourishing. And as you feel into that, you get excited and you feel more deeply, um, I don't just happiness, joy, calm, uh, relaxation, right? All of those things come in, even though you continue to evolve and the cool part is is as you evolve another piece of yourself you actually start reaching for something more and then you beat yourself I mean I, I do I beat myself up I'm like why am I reaching for more just like be happy with all that you you know all the wonderful things that you have just enjoy for a little while longer why do you need to aspire to the next thing right but we all have that in us like we just move to the next thing the next um you know goal and then that creates more challenges more things for you to heal but it's like when you start understanding that that that's that's actually what life is it's expansion and then it's a constriction it's an in breath and it's an out breath and it's that's just the rhythm of life and i think that we can get stuck in thinking that it's about a destination or fixing it all and we can't fix it all. We just have to 
be with what is right now and we we help out a, a piece and then we get to see all that that little piece affects in our lives exactly yeah it's connection there's like connection and when you were talking about the in-breath and the out-breath and like I automatically pictured like the waves coming in and out connection everywhere the trees do it when they curl up and then they open up again so it's almost like if we take the time to actually look at what's going on like you talk about your tree I have a tree out my window as well and just watch you kind of start to heal yourself because you find that connection and that similarity and then going right so that's interesting I love oh I love that yeah I love that you brought that up because in somatic experiencing that's called the orientation so we orient to the world around us using our five senses and that actually brings in information to our brains and it signals safety when we're in a safe environment so when you're out for a, a walk in nature and you're looking at the trees and you're hearing the birds and you're using your five senses and you're touching the bark of a tree. And as you bring all of that information into your nervous system, it signals to your brain that you are safe. And when you are safe, you move into parasympathetic state. That makes sense. You just like solved something for me. (laughs) When I mentioned walking through the forest as a kid with my siblings and doing all that, it makes sense now. It makes sense why things worked out the way that they did. Wow. And so like you built that within your own physiology, this, this ability to tune into nature and then feel the benefits of it, feel that it helps you regulate. And then of course you would then go back to it whenever you needed to, whenever you felt the opposite. Very cool. I'm so happy. And we all, and we all do that. Like we all have these, these things that help us get through the tough stuff right? It's just sometimes they become not, not helpful, right? Like people, especially through the last year and a half have found, you know, food and wine and, you know, other things, other substances that have, um, they've leaned on that. And, you know, that can, that can have different side effects, different outcomes when we lean on things that are not, um, as supportive of our health and healing. I mean, it, it helps, right? Because it gets us through something, but then it can't be maintained for very long without damaging. So again, bringing awareness to what's serving you and how long, for how long and when, and then when is it not any longer? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. yeah. So um, I think I had one more question for you. Mm-hmm. For people, since we're on this topic, for people that are traveling through this crazy on whatever time right now, mm-hmm. what can they do like one small thing to start towards healing and start towards maybe giving up that wine or that chocolate or for me chip? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and there's always going to be that side of us, right? That needs to nourish in that way. I think it's so like linked with our survival, especially food. Uh, and, and drink because um, when we were first born, we needed that nourishment and it was met with comfort, right? Like we needed the breast, we gained nourishment from it, but also a lot of, um, you know, snuggles and warmth and connection. So it's like, it's so linked that, it, um, you know, it's, it's just gonna, it's gonna be there for a lot of people 
for our whole lives. So we're just going to have to keep going back and forth with that. But I think you touched on it before, like that orienting response that we have. Like if you love something, you know, that you can engage fully with outside of yourself. Um, so nature is one way, even like maybe a candle, right? Or all those, uh, a bath, reading a book, right? All of those things that are going to help you slow down. Because that's one thing, you know, in North America, we're so fast paced that we can't process anything or very little when we're working at that fast pace. So we do need to first slow down our pace so that we can um, learn a bit more about ourselves somatically. And so that, that orientation to the world around you, around something that you enjoy is gonna really help that come about. Um, so whatever it is, and, and something that's probably more soothing and calming than it is exciting, right? Like we could really get into, you know, um, like, hit workout or something right but a hit workout innately is going to charge us up uh it's going to create some fight flight charge in our system and that's not necessarily gonna it, it's gonna feel good after maybe after the hit workout then you tune into how the body feels right and that's how you're building your ability to just be in this experience of rest and digest and then um, it's really, I mean, it's, it's tough because it's so complicated, but the first step would probably be just to notice the world around you and the things you enjoy and then feel that in your body. I think well, that's a lovely first tool. That's a great first step for sure. And I do have lots of tools on the bodywiseinsights.com website. Um, there's a page called Experience and Explore. And it has audios and videos and worksheets, PDF sheets, where people can kind of uh, judge for themselves where they might be sitting, am I in fight, flight, or freeze? And then you can listen to a corresponding audio with whatever you feel you're going through at the time. You can listen to lots of these things called mini mental break Mondays that I do, um, where you can just tune into the body and start to investigate what's there. So I have a lot of resources on my website. It's amazing. For anyone that's watching after this video on the screen, all of uh, Christina's information is gonna be there for you to go and check it out. I highly recommend that you do. I think we're all in need of that just hug or that support. And if we can bring that support to ourselves and isn't that amazing, right? Yes, yeah. If we can take the time to weave that into our lives more and more uh it we could we could change the world we could support so many more people so before we go is there any last impressions or words wisdom or anything that you want your listeners to hear you have the ability to heal within yourself the body has the innate ability to heal you can tune into that you can encourage that and foster that healing within yourself. You've already tuned into it in some way and you can build on it and explore it and deepen that experience within yourself so that you can feel more relief and calm and settling within your life more often. You have that ability within you. I love that. You told it. I felt like you were talking to me. So I was like, <laughs> like, okay, I can feel 
<laughs> I love that. Can you feel it? So as I said that to you, what did you sense in your own body? I start to calm down. Like I'm very, I don't know, you can't see it, but I have things that I fidget with all the yeah. time around me. But as you were talking, I could feel myself just kind of sinking a little bit in a good way. And yes. I was fidgeting. I wasn't moving. I wasn't doing all the things I normally do. So Exactly. So that fidgeting might be some response you have some of the time. And then when you maybe hear these words, you have a different sort of response. What makes you think of different things? So I keep picturing the tree in the forest as you're talking right now, because that's where my mind goes. But as you're talking, maybe it's your tone. I don't know. But I just feel like I get that same feeling when I'm in, out there. So that's interesting. Ooh, beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I think this is definitely needed. I'm hoping a lot of people watch this and ask for your help because you have so much wisdom to give and so much direction. So thank you again so much. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so beautiful to have a conversation with you. Thank you. You have an amazing day. And to everyone watching, thank you so much for tuning in. More information will be on after this recording or it's in the post somewhere on the screen. Feel free to reach out to Christina or myself and we would happily help you. Have a great day.